Good morning, everybody. I hope y'all are doing well today. I am blessed to be here, um, and, and there's just so many things to be thankful for about the privilege to take the leadership position at, at Southwest Christian uh, Care, and it's a, it's, a, it's a phenomenal ministry. It really is, but I am honored beyond my wildest imagination this morning uh, because I had the invocation when Barbara Bush was at the gala, and so I, I had that close to somebody who was a, a true celebrity, but this morning, were we not blessed by Blake? I mean, what a set of pipes. Amen. Amen. And then, and then to have Colonel Sanders do the introduction. I just don't know if it gets any better than that. You know, it's pretty amazing. It really is. But uh, thank you, Mike. It's, it is a privilege to be here. Um, I want to do a couple of things as we get started today. I love you, brother. Thank you for your continued support of Southwest Christian Care. Um, one thing I want to recognize first are the volunteers. If you have ever volunteered at Southwest Christian Care, would you stand right now? Uh, even if you're no longer volunteering, but if you have volunteered, can we just affirm these volunteers? Thank y'all so much because we couldn't do what we do if it were not for you all. Uh, you make a difference. And how about our current staff? I, I know we have Chris Dixon here. Uh, Chris, would you stand? Barbara, anybody else who's currently on staff, would you stand? Can we affirm our staff that are present today? Very good, very good. And um, some special guests. Uh, some of you are trying to figure out who I'm sitting beside. Uh, that's not my wife, that's Angie, and Angie's Chris's wife. We go way back together, but my wife is sitting beside my mother and father, Bill and Diane Leslie. Can we make them feel welcome this morning as well? I contribute all that I am to my Lord and my mom and my daddy, and I have had a great upbringing, and I'm so blessed that they're here this morning. So um, it is exciting, it is challenging, it is rewarding, but we continue to make a difference because we stand on a foundation that Preacher Dyer, Dr. Harper, and so many of you believed in many years ago. 37 years ago, you began a great work that continues today. It began as a hospice, but today it is even so much more than that. Um, Friday as I was leaving we were to see, receive another guest yesterday morning which meant we would have eight guests in our hospice I went by the ministry this morning and three of our guests have transitioned into glory and that's what we do is we allow people to live and die with dignity and we love their families uh, but we also have some pretty incredible components going at the ministry where we deal with kids we have Miss Gussie's place which is under our canopy where Jackie Howard works uh, every weekend we have uh, respite care uh, for kids with different abilities. Last weekend, we had alumni weekend. We had, it was so neat. I want you just to imagine for a moment that, that your child is in a wheelchair and spends most of their life in the wheelchair and they want to have some friends over. Could, could you entertain three or four wheelchairs at your house? Would you be able to have girls have a sleepover at your house if they all had different abilities than maybe our children? So last weekend, it was alumni weekend, and I, and I went in there, and they were so excited and so had such a good time. And on Saturday night, they had stayed up late and watched movies and had pizza together. You all create that environment for those beautiful children and those beautiful babies. And thank you from the bottom of my heart. It is such a privilege, and it's an honor to work every day at Southwest Christian Care. And every day I learn something new. I've been in ministry for 32 years. And now I'm able to serve a great ministry. And just a couple of weeks ago, um, just a couple of weeks ago, we had summer camp on campus. And, and we were instructed that there was going to be art class tomorrow and, and we were needed. 
And so I was excited. I've never been an artist. My mother and my, my grandfather were both artists, but I said, well, we'll do what we can. I got down uh, to the Hope House, and, and there were paper plates, and I started distributing the paint onto the paper plates, and I'm being useful. And then Jackie looked at me, and she says, Paul, Carmela needs your help. Oh, no. What am I supposed to do? You see, Miss Jackie and our, our volunteers had cut pool noodles up. And the kids were going to take the pool noodles and they were going to touch the paint and then they were going to paint. They were each given uh, a canvas that had an outline on it. And every kid was going to paint their bird. Every kid was going to participate. So I was all excited and Carmela was assigned to me. And so let me just share with you what happened. So uh, I got down beside Carmela and we started working. And uh, this, this is... This, there's a picture for you, too, if you can't see it. But this is what we made. Well, I'm really lying. That's what I made. You see, this morning, I, I want to talk to you about how the impossible can become possible. You see, I didn't understand what Miss Jackie was talking about when she said, Paul, I want you to help Carmela. This is my piece of art that basically got me dismissed from art class at Southwest Christian Academy. This morning, I want to talk about trust and obey. You see, when we walk in faith, there is nothing to fear when we trust and obey. Because God is with us. Turn to Joshua, the third chapter. Joshua, the third chapter this morning. Joshua is such a phenomenal book in the Bible. And today we're going to visit scripture that you all know. Let me just say a couple of things that every once in a while I'll just throw in something from my ministry background. But it was kind of interesting. As Mary and I arrived this morning, the volunteers were already here. And you know what? The volunteers, they, like, like the church I served for almost 26 years, they took the prime parking places. But they don't sit up front. What's up with that? Why do we want to park close and sit in the back? I saw some of y'all come in early and get the back seats. I don't understand that fully, but that's what we do. But Joshua is an incredible story, and it's a story that would just make a lot of good television shows. Because there's spies, there's prostitution, there's all kind of crazy things happening. But God is right in the middle of that. How many of you know when there's dysfunction in your family, God's right in the middle of it? I am thankful that God doesn't abandon us when, when things aren't going exactly right. Now, uh, early in the morning, Joshua begins chapter 3. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites, they set out on their way to Jordan. Notice I edited that because I'm too scared to say that word in church, the town that they were from. Where, and, and we didn't even put the slide up. Just a thought. They left where they had camped and they headed to cross the Jordan. Now, real quick, the backstory is Moses has died. Joshua's been placed in a position of leadership. And now Joshua has the privilege of taking God's people into the promised land. But they've got a barrier in their way. Let me, do you ever have a barrier in your life? Something that you're up against, something that stands in your way? So after three days of the officers going through the camp and giving orders to the people, in other words, there was orders there were instructions, there was information. Now in my art class, several weeks ago, in Miss Gussie's place at camp, there were instructions 
and I received those instructions, but I failed to follow those instructions. Now let's look a little bit further down a little bit, chapter 3 and verse 3, the latter part. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priest carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. You're to move out and follow it. Just a word of challenge. Some of you need to move out. Some of you guys have been sitting in Sunday school class for 30, 40, and 50 years, but you've never taught Sunday school class, and your response would be, well, I'm not gifted to be a teacher. Man, if you're, you leave your sponge in the sink too long and it stays wet all the time, it gets stagnant and stinky, doesn't it? Sometimes God is saying, come on, move out, move up. There's something in store for you. Follow God. Mike, I know Craig's out of town. He, Craig didn't tell me to say any of the things I say today. Don't, don't attack, attack your preacher, okay? I just I like to be honest. And I think I've, I've picked up a few things along the way. Maybe I haven't learned enough. I know I haven't. Verse 4 says, then you will know which way to go. Since you have never been this way before. You know, 37 years ago when Preacher Dyer and Dr. Harper said, hey, we're going to go to England and look at a hospice model, and came back and presented it to this congregation. How many of you were in, in the congregation when Southwest Christian Care was birthed? Would you put your hand up? You guys are beautiful people. You have no idea. I want to tell you something. We have served over 4,000 families through the hospice. Since God gave birth to a dream. And this is what I know. There were some, and might even be some in this congregation this morning, who said to Preacher Dyer and Dr. Harper, it'll never work. There's no way we can provide that and not charge anybody. But thanks be to God that today, through the generosity of people and grants and foundations and things that are unexplainable, we are still able to provide for all of our guests without billing anybody for anything. To God be the glory. Amen? Amen. But Joshua instructs them, y'all stay a distance of 2,000 cubits behind the ark. Do not go near it. We're talking about 10 football fields. Stay away. That's like a tech fan to Grant Field. Sorry, Alan, I just had to throw that out there, brother. Stay a, a safe distance away, but move and follow. Do you know it takes faith to follow? It takes faith to be able to say, I'm going to take another step. I'm going to keep moving. Look, look down at verse 5. Joshua told his people, consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things. In other words, get ready. God is about to do something unbelievable. You guys have relocated from Washington Road in 285 and kind of filtered through some temporary places, and now you have a place. Get ready. I heard last week y'all had six people come to faith and surrender into the watery grave of baptism. That is exciting news. God is working afresh among you, so get ready. You know, I believe the Old Testament and the New Testament both had the same message. Get ready. Jesus is coming. And you know what? Today we need to have that same message. Get ready because Jesus is coming. Verse 6, Joshua said to the priest, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass on ahead of the people. So they took it up and they went ahead of them. Here's what I want to make sure you understand this morning. 
when you come up against a river in life, you can have faith and confidence that the presence of God is with you and the presence of God will go before you if you're walking in faith. We're never as, as alone as we feel like we are. In verse 7, and the Lord said to Joshua, today, today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all of Israel so that they might know that I am with you as I was with Moses. I love the video that was done that captured the, uh, the grand opening and the groundbreaking of the new facility, Byron and Jim's. And when Debbie Sorrow spoke in that, in that gathering, when people gathered on that day to celebrate what God had done, I love what Debbie Sorrow said. She said, it, it shouldn't just say Byron and Jim's. It ought to say Byron and Jim's and Jesus or Jesus and Byron and Jim. Because every time Dr. Dyer, Dr. Harper got together, Jesus was always in the middle of it. And the beautiful thing about this passage of Scripture is that the Ark of the Covenant represented the presence of God. And they were told, the priests were told, you carry the Ark of the Covenant. And listen, this is important. When you reach the edge of the Jordan's water, go and stand in the river. God ever told you to do something silly? Has God ever told you to do something that didn't make sense? But then you did it, and you look back on it and say, man, I really blessed that family. I didn't know I was going to bless that family. You picked up the check at a restaurant. You did something crazy. Sometimes God will challenge us, and we must be obedient and take that step of faith. Often in life, when we get to the edge of the water, though, we freeze up. I don't know what freezes you up. I don't know what causes you to just get paralyzed. But Joshua said to the Israelites in verse 9, Come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. This is how you will know that the living God is among you and that he will certainly drive out before you the Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, Pezrites, uh, Gigarites, that's not quite right, Gergesites, Amorites, and Jebusites. Listen! I'm here today to say, let me tell you everything God has done, but God has not finished doing great and miraculous things, things that are unexplainable. He's got great things in store for this congregation. There's a danger in moving into a new facility. You, you look at a lot of churches, too many churches, when they move in a new facility, the bell curve, start, bell curve starts dropping because we get comfortable. And somewhere along the way, the church adopts this mindset, come and see rather than go and be. You, you come and see what God's doing here, and we'll welcome you. No, go out in the world and, and cultivate relationships. How do we know that God is among and God is with Southwest Christian care? Because we're still able to execute the model that Preacher Dyer and Dr. Harper set in motion of loving people and meeting them where they are. Verse 11, see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth will go into the Jordan ahead of you. I think God still operates the same way. I believe God still goes ahead of us. When we're shackled with fear, when the doctor has given us a diagnosis, when we have a wandering grandchild, when all of a sudden after so many years of marriage we find ourselves all alone, I, I believe God goes ahead of us even in those moments. There's so many life lessons. You see, these, these great accomplishments, 
Joshua's accomplishment was because he was focused on God. He kept pushing and, and believing that God was doing great things and, and forging ahead. And we move on down to verse 16. Then they answered Joshua, whatever you've commanded us, we will do. Some of you trusted Preacher Dyer like the, the Israelites trusted Joshua. We, we don't know how this is going to work out, but we're trusting you. Whatever he has commanded us, we will do. Wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we obey God, obey you, Joshua. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Do you pray that for Craig? Lord, would you be with Craig Kingston the way you have been with Dr. Jimmy Donovan? Lord, would you be with Craig Kingston the way you were with Preacher Dyer? Lord, would you be with James White the way you were with Moses and Joshua? Lord, would you allow us to see evidence of your power manifesting because that's what God does. Here's what I want you to realize. God is big enough for your whatever. God is big enough for your whatever. Every one of us has some type of whatever going on right now. And I don't know what your whatever is. God is big enough for our whatever. No enemy can overcome God's mighty power. When God told the Israelites to go and possess the promised land, it appeared that the Jordan River was impassable, impenetrable. We can't get through this situation. Some of you are in that situation right now. You're up against your whatever. You don't know what to do, but you came to church this morning. You came to surround yourself with Christians. What stands before you? What is your whatever? Have you identified it? And have you said, God, you have been faithful yesterday. I know you're going to be faithful today. The Jordan River was at flood stage and there was no way to cross. People told Preacher Dyer, there's no way this will ever work. But as a kid, Preacher Dyer had seen the Catholics taking care of elderly people and he believed that anything was possible. And some of you had faith to believe. And because of that, 37 years of rich ministry is happening in a ministry that continues to grow. We're starting a new program for uh, senior adults on Wednesday. And uh, it's going to be different than our Tuesday program and not like Thursday's Bible study. And, and there's going to be dance lessons and all kind of fun things going on. And just call us and find out about it. And there's a seed planted you need to investigate. You see, God knew the Jordan stood between his people and the promised land. Did you hear me, church? God knew that the Jordan River stood between them and the promised land. And so what did he say in Joshua chapter 1 and verse 2? He says, y'all get ready. Y'all get ready. Now, how in the world did God expect the Israelites to cross over? Isn't it beautiful that... When they ran into an impossibility, God the Father didn't say, okay, y'all guys quit throwing the rag and give up. No, it took faith. You see, God is never absent when we face the perspective of the impossible. When we don't know what's going to hit. You see, there is nothing to fear when we trust and obey God. 
nothing to fear. We had an elder in our former church, and his wife was diagnosed with a brain tumor. And, and she was told, you, you have three to six months. In other words, that's what the medical indicators are. But the doctor followed up with this one statement. But God hasn't spoken yet. And she lived on four or five more years just being an incredible blessing. You see, we face the impossibilities, but impossibilities are nothing for God. God gave a plan to Joshua, and by his strength and by faith, they could accomplish the impossible. Joshua 1.9 says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, and do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord God will be with you wherever you go. You know what? I believe that was for Joshua. I believe that was for the Israelites, and I believe that was for you and me. That, that we don't ever get discouraged, but we stay strong and courageous because God is with us wherever we go. God was with this church on Washington Road in 285. God was with Southwest Christian Care before that location, and God will be with you in this location. Do you believe that? There you go. I said, do you believe it? Amen. Come on, man. That's exciting. Because God has gone before us. And how is all this possible? Because God's plan is for his strength to be our strength. That's God's plan. We don't operate in the flesh. God is our strength. God is our provider. We walk in faith every day. You know, Southwest Christian Care is not much different than ministry that I served for so many years. In faith, all of your staff come to work hoping they're going to get paid. They trust you're going to put something in the offering plate. It's all going to pan out. They're going to get paid. It's a beautiful thing. I have learned something recently. Our youngest daughter is getting married. This is not in my notes. Just bear with me for a moment. But um, I could not tell you how many weddings I've done in 32 years. But as our daughter is getting ready to get married... And I'm looking at contracts, I realized I really messed up. Because if, if I just got paid half what a photographer got paid, if I had just gotten paid half, half what a DJ gets paid, guess what? We could pay for the entire wedding. Y'all take care of your preachers. I think there might be a mindset, well... Craig's our preacher, and we support him at church, and so here's a $50 gift card to Longhorn. Y'all enjoy. You can't eat with your family $50 at Longhorn, okay? Blow the socks off. I'm just saying. You know, I think it gets to the end of the line, and well, well, we pay, oh, oh, so we're going to give him this little gift, you know? So just bless him. Just bless him. Y'all okay? All right, that's an ADD moment. God's plan is for his strength to be our strength. You know, that's found all throughout the Bible, Isaiah 40, 31. Those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. What's that all about? How, how do we renew our strength? I, I believe because we renew our strength when we allow God's strength to be our strength. That's when it works out. That's when it works out. Isaiah 40, 31, we just went there. Isaiah 43, 2 says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you'll not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Did you hear that, church? When you pass through, 
Somebody today feels like they're camped out in the fire. Somebody today feels like they're camped out in the river. Let me tell you, church, it will pass. Because God says, I'm going to take you through the valley. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We don't live in the valley. We go through the valley. I talked to an individual who made the mistake of riding out Hurricane Michael in Mexico Beach. There were about 30 individuals in that, that number that actually stayed in Mexico Beach. Had the opportunity to talk one-on-one with him. You ever do it again? He looked at me like I was crazy. But this is what he told me. Because there's some skeptics, maybe even here today. Yeah, sure, God parted the river and it stopped 14, 20 miles upstream. They walked on dry land. What's that? God can't do that. You know, the evening that Michael destroyed Mexico Beach and changed it forever, it was a beautiful sunny night with an incredible sunset. The water came in and the water went out. Don't question whether God can stop a river. Because you see, I believe that God is continually working upstream and out of sight. Say, that, say those words, upstream, out of sight. Say it like you believe it, upstream and out of sight. It doesn't make sense. And when we're in the middle of the river, we're in the throes of it, we're like, Lord, what are you doing? We get on the other side, we look back and say, oh, God, you had me. Sure, because the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of the Israelites. God goes ahead of us in situations. And the Lord said to Joshua, command the priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant to come up out of the Jordan. Some of you have been in the river, you've been in that whatever, and it's time for you to come up out of it. Because God is a God of possibilities, even when it seems like it's nothing but impossibilities. Remember when we grew up in church, trust and obey, for there's no other way. I'm sorry, Blake, I'm not doing it justice, brother. To be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. Maybe today that's what you need to hear. Help me, Lord, to trust and obey. Today, somebody's facing the impossible. I want you to hear the words of our Lord, I'll be with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. You see, God is getting you through. When the priests got to the edge of the river, if they didn't have faith to put a foot in, the river would have never parted. God had a plan, but it took God's people acting in faith. And when they stepped in the river is when 20 miles upstream, it says the water piled up. There's a new thing on the other side of your whatever. And I'm here to remind somebody today that God is bringing you through. He's not through. He's bringing you to a new place. God is big enough for your whatever. God's plan is for his strength to be your strength. And God's agenda is to turn impossibilities into possibilities. We don't have the Ark of the Covenant today, but we have the Holy Spirit. Let me just surmise real quickly this morning, because some people come out of Egypt, but they never step in to a surrendered life. You you surrender in that watery grave of baptism. You say, yes, I believe that Jesus Christ is, is the Son of God, and you receive it, but then you don't do anything with it. 
It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter your gift set. God wants to take you to a new place to do new things in your life. Don't settle. Because God is not finished with you yet. Here's what I want you to to be reminded of today. And I know this is called the traditional service. Not exactly sure what that means. But here's what I want to say to you this morning. Somebody's watching you. Somebody is watching you. And they know that you're up against impossibility. But what is your next step going to be? Step of faith or step of fear? God is always, always working upstream and out of sight. He doesn't leave us in the river. He takes us through the river. Amen? I want to show you the next picture that I have for you this morning. So that's Carmela. That's art class just a few weeks ago on the campus of Southwest Christian Care. Mike said it so well, so many times you just use the word hostile. But I want you to know it is so much more. So Carmela was assigned to me, and that canvas is the, the backside of this picture that who painted? I painted. And I would turn it around and I would show Carmela, look at this next picture here. I wanted Carmela to understand what we were doing. You can't even see Carmela. That's her sister sitting beside her. Miss Jackie Howard is standing there and she's beginning to discipline me. I'm trying to explain myself away. This is Carmela's art project. And Miss Jackie's looking at me like, you don't get it. She has different abilities, but she has ability. Look at the next picture here. And so Miss Jackie comes on the scene and sits down with Carmela and I, and her sister is laughing at me the whole time. And Miss Jackie engages Carmela and says, Carmela, honey, we're going to paint a picture. And I'm like, well, I was doing that. And I don't have this picture to capture it, but... But Miss Jackie sat down in front of Carmela and took her right sandal off. And I'm standing back watching. And then, and then Miss Jackie took one of these spongy hair bows that, that girls put up in a ponytail. Mike, you might have some of those. But it's kind of spongy. I love you, brother. Please keep supporting the ministry. She took one of those spongy hair bows and slipped it on to Carmela's right foot. And then Miss Jackie held the canvas up underneath Carmela's foot. And Carmela began to move her foot around. This is a treasure to me. Because God used this teach me that nothing is impossible with God.
our job as Christ followers is to look at people not as they are, but as they can be. I want you to look at what Carmela created. This is her painting. Is that not beautiful? Mine is boring. <laughs> Carmela's is beautiful. You see, what I want you to know is church. Even if there's a child with different abilities, they're not impossibilities because of your generosity. And my prayer is that you would continue to pray for the ministry every single day. If you haven't seen the renovations that you partnered in, that you would come by and you'd see the facelift that has happened in the hospice area. And that you would pray for our babies. Because every weekend, God blesses us with six little kids that we get to love on and make a difference. This morning, if you're standing facing an impossibility, I want to remind you that you're not alone. That just as the ark went before the Israelites, the Holy Spirit is in you and the Holy Spirit goes ahead of you. If you're in the river, hear me. God's going to take you through the river. All of us, to some extent. Our God is able. Amen? Let's pray. Father, it is a privilege to be a part of a ministry that meets kids where they are. That comforts families who have been told that there's nothing else that can be done for a loved one. And Lord, none of that would be if it were not for the faith of this congregation. For men and women who have gone ahead. And Father, as those individuals went ahead in faith like Joshua and Moses did, may we go ahead in faith of those around us. God, enable us to continue to dream big dreams. Lord, I personally am thankful for the lesson I learned from Carmela. Lord, maybe tomorrow morning we're going to get to work and there's a co-worker we don't like being around. And we often see the things that they don't do and they can't do, and Lord, Pray you'd give us a new set of glasses, a new set of lenses to look at the people around us. Lord, maybe today there's somebody who needs to take that next step of faith. They've come out of Egypt, but they haven't crossed over. Lord, you call us to live a surrendered life. For our identity to be in Christ and Christ alone. So, Father, we are grateful for the stories of old that are still new today. For that person today who feels so alone, Father, would you just remind them that you'll never leave us nor forsake us. You are an awesome God. We're humbled to be your children. Lord, bless this rich congregation with favor. Bless Craig, the elders who lead this church. And may greater things be in store as they trust and obey. In Jesus' name.